Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. I believe that's my cue to declare us live tuesday 2 30 pga dfs strategy show from awesome back in business myself ben raza here with fantasy golf man playoff time it's uh the windom is over you must be sad that the best events are behind us but we do have the fedex cup on deck yeah we just gotta gut through these three weeks to get to the fall swing and mm-hmm. get back into a sanderson into farms business. yeah did you watch uh, Sunday? I did. I didn't see the last couple holes, but yeah, I watched a lot. I watched the Siwoo meltdown. Um, yeah, it looked like Billy Ho was in, in control, and then I went back and he was not in control anymore. But um, yeah, that course is ridiculous. Just there's like three hard par fours, and the rest is just green lights everywhere. Um, but I kind of like, I don't know, not from a viewing. I've always said this. I don't like it from a viewing perspective, but I think it's, it's a little more predictable than uh, really hard courses where there's lots of doubles out there. Um, so I, yeah. I do like those events. Very predictable. Jim Herman won. Um, but <laughs> that yes. sounds so ridiculous. Sounds so ridiculous. Doesn't Just it? Guys gaining on Ricky in the uh, career win column, but that's neither here nor there. It was, it is what it is. I, I didn't watch a ton to be honest. Uh, I didn't have much to root for. I was focused on basketball and other things. But I want to say right off the top, Super Draft sponsoring the show as they always do. We appreciate it. Uh, if you guys haven't gone over there, come check out their multiplier mode. No salary restrictions. You're basically able to choose anyone you want. You're going to get incentivized with those big multipliers for the lesser known golfers. It's not just PGA though. Super Draft offers contests for NBA, baseball, NASCAR, MMA. Uh, if you haven't signed up, Promo code awesomeo 10 and it's 10 free dollars on your first deposit of 10 or more. 20 total free on your first deposit of 100 or more. Super draft, no limits, more winning. We're going to be talking about them throughout the show. Uh, but man, I, I just, I don't know. This is just like a weird, before we dive into everything and chat, I see you guys hit the like button, all that. It's good to have everyone rocking and rolling. Tim, do you, is this just weird for you? It's a little weird for me, just like having the FedEx Cup but we still have the majors. It feels like the end of the year in the middle of the year. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to have not played the U.S. Open, not played uh, Augusta, still have those on tap, but we're having the playoffs. It's not that big of a deal, though, because I don't think people really care about I mean, people like the events because they're strong field events, the best players in the world. They like seeing that. 
but I don't think people care that it's the playoffs. People aren't really paying attention to that kind of stuff. I think people are excited to have three good weeks of golf. Um, so it's not as crazy um, as it would be in other sports. I don't know if you could even do it in other sports, but yeah, I, I think people are just excited to have three strong fields in the next three weeks. And that's the thing. We're going to get a lot of golfers. Now the fields will whittle down um, just to give a little background. We got 125. It's amazing. I say a little background and I'm not, pos- it's 125, right? Yes. Yeah. Buck 25, then 70 and then like 30 or 20, something ridiculous. But mm-hmm. so this is going to be an easier to make cut. Uh, there's still a little ambiguity about what they're cutting to. I think it's 65. I've seen 70 float around again, but I'm pretty sure it's 65. Yeah, it's got to be 65. I don't know why it wouldn't. This is a PGA Tour sanctioned event, not a PGA of America like the PGA Championship, which that made sense why they would possibly make a T70 in ties. So, yeah, I don't see any reason why this wouldn't be T65 being that's a tour event. No, me neither. And the confusing part about this, so this is the Northern Trust, but the Northern Trust last year and many years like it's it's a rotational it used to be four i'm not going to dive into all this it used to be four events then they cut to three so where we are which is tbc boston is on the schedule i believe every other year correct yes so they basically combined the first and second playoff events the first event used to be tbc boston the second event used to be in the new york city area like liberty national beth page they basically combine those. Now every other year, it's either going to be at TPC Boston or one of the New York city area courses. So this year, even year TPC Boston. So even though this isn't the same event, we have a long history of this event as a previous playoff event. Um, Didn't play here last year, but 2018 going all the way back. So a lot of course history here at TPC Boston, just under a different event name. But that was, it took me a good hour to try and figure that out this weekend on what the hell was going on. It was very confusing because I, I I knew that we had played this course a bunch. I mean, I remember his all, luckily, there's only a couple courses where Ricky and Rory win these days. This happens to be one of them. Um, but I was just trying to make sure. This used know, to be the, didn't this used to be the fri- Friday through Monday? I right? Believe. It would end on, was it, I don't know, was it? Some I don't know. Was it a holiday? I'm so confused. Yeah, Memorial Day. Wouldn't that be Memorial? I don't know. Yeah, this is what we do on this show. We can (laughs) tie ourselves into a pretzel. uh, I swear to God, this tournament at some point ran Friday and Monday. No, it's very confusing. There's been a lot of things. The the moral of this whole story is that just make sure if if you're looking at like course history and things like that, make sure you're looking at the right course. Like if you're if someone's telling you. I mean, Patrick Reed does like this place, but make sure they're saying he likes this place uh, for the right reasons. I guess, I guess that's what I'm talking about. Look at course history, not event history. That's right. Um, So talk about TPC Boston. Like we said, we know uh, what this does. We've seen it a bunch. I think it favors bombers. Uh, Anyone could succeed though. Bryson, the defending champ. Yeah. 7,300 yard par 71 bent grass greens. Pretty easy course. I mean, we've seen the winning score the last few years, 1,700, 1,600, 1,500. Um, and I think they've made it a little more difficult. They've tweaked it a little bit over the years. I think if you go back prior to like 2014, we've seen like 20 under and 2,200. They've done some minor redesigns to it, made it a little more difficult. And I think they kind of dialed in the winning score a little bit, but it doesn't play overly difficult. Like you said, it seems to favor the Bombers 
I don't know if that's really just a product of a super strong field like we talked about in the past, but you know, we've had Bryson, JT, Rory, the last three winners. But anytime you have strong fields, anytime you have the best players in the world, most of those guys are all long. Um, you know, Webb won here. That was a while ago. Steve Stricker run here a while ago. You know, I'm going to give a bump to the Bombers. I would say it favors Bombers, but it's not to me, it's not a week where it's like, oh, we got to cross off anybody that just doesn't mash off the tee. So, you know, pretty middle of the road for me, a little, little bump to the Bombers, but nothing huge, I don't think. No, that's fair. Uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is from what I've noticed, you can, you can be aggressive off the tee if you want. You don't have to be but you're not going to get in a huge amount of trouble. It's pretty generous landing areas and you can hit a lot of, if you want to take advantage and try to put short clubs in, you know, in for your second, you can do that. Yeah. And you know, we haven't seen since the restart, we haven't seen a lot of courses where it was like kind of bombs away. Um, You know, PGA championship, you definitely needed to be long, but the fairways were tight. The rough was spotty. But um, we've seen a lot of kind of shorter tracks and tracks where uh, accuracy seemed to be more important than uh, distance off the tee. And this, maybe of all the courses we've seen since the restart, maybe this is the best one for Bombers, honestly. I think, I think you could argue that. Um, it's, and listen, you know, these par fives, especially 18, you're going to be able to get there. Like, it's not just Bombers, but like Bryson might be hitting, I'm not a golf person, but he might be hitting something stupid in there. He's hitting putter oh, he in for be, a yeah, second. Definitely. I don't know. Uh, it's short. It's like 5:30. Guys are going to eagle. They're going to put up some scores. I think it's just a middle of the road type of course. It's not going to be super easy. It's not going to be super difficult. Doesn't really stand out. Uh, and I kind of like that. It, it opens it up to do a lot of different things. Yeah. Not every course has to be a theme, yeah. A theme, like a secret stat or something, you know, it's like, uh, I, I think people try too hard to like look for something that isn't there. Um, you know, especially this is like, they're all great golfers, they're all really good golfers. And there's a couple crappy guys in there. But, you know, in general, this is a strong field. These guys are going to be able to figure anything in this course out. Um, and yeah, I just don't see anything there where it's like, we really need to focus on this. And if this guy doesn't have X, Y, and Z, we can't play him. That's not it this week. Uh, and honestly, it's not that most weeks for me. No, that's more an exception than a rule. Uh, but last thing I'll say, and then we'll get to the golfers. Post restart, there's been a lot of courses to me that are more, they have a theme than not. Like, you know, the heritages of the world where, and that's, and that's not this. And that's not what we usually see during an entire season. Yeah, well, kind of like, yeah, like I said, I mean, we've seen Colonial, Harbortown, Travelers. Um, Southwind, Wyndham. I mean, we've seen like five of like the seven courses that really favor the short hitters. We've all seen them in a sh- in, in a short ten week span here, so it's mm-hmm. been kind of strange. They've jammed. They've jammed in all my favorite courses. I was about to say, started. you must be loving life. <laughs> but let's get to it, Chad. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Everybody is here. Um, no surprise. JT kicks us off. Bryson, Rory, DJ, more. I heard that, and this isn't that surprising, but it's also shocking. I heard Morikawa has a path if he wins to being number one. Um, yeah, I heard that as well. And Rom, just like okay, this is this is absurd. Well, he's uh, good. He's really good. If you haven't been paying attention, I have. I, I've seen him do some things and lead. If he gets his putter as he did at Harding Park, 
It's going to be very tough to beat, but let's, let's go. You always talk about sometimes you don't love fields like this only in the sense that we're not breaking any news. Every one of these six golfers, if they play their a game can and probably will win. So how do you choose between guys this good? Yeah, it's really is tough. I think, you know, there's a few guys that have question marks at the top. Um, one of them for me would be Rory. The other would be Rob. Not to say that they're just weren't firing on all cylinders the last couple events. Um, so those are probably the two that I'm lowest on. I, it's not going to come as a surprise to anybody. JT is my favorite. Um, he's the most expensive, but I think he's been the most consistent of the elite guys uh, all year since the restart. One missed cut, but he's got a win. He's got a, a second. You know, the PGA Championship wasn't great, T37, but the ball striking was good. Gained six strokes off the tee and on approach there. You know, I mean, like you said, all these guys are great. All these guys, if they bring their A game, can win. Wouldn't be surprised to see any of them win. But I just think Justin Thomas has been the most consistent and also, you know, has the upside and we've seen it. He's come through. Rory, you know, I don't know what's going on with Rory. The numbers aren't bad, but it's just like, just kind of sputtering. And if he turned it on this week, nobody would be surprised, but it's just really hard for me to get there at 10, eight, when he just hasn't seemed to put it all together, rather pay the extra money for the consistency and the mega upside that JT has. I think a lot of people are probably going to think like that because I don't think there's really, I don't know. There doesn't seem like there's a clear cut guy at the top. I think people will just take the easy one with JT. Yeah. There's no consensus. I think the guys that may, you know, Rory of all these guys to me would have, some of the best course history, especially long-term, but he's probably playing the worst. Uh, and it's not that bad. You know, obviously I keep a close eye on what Rory's doing. I mean, he gains, you know, he gained five and a half strokes tee to green at the PGA. He couldn't really putt. It just hasn't been electric. It's been, like you said, you know, just kind of moping around. He's making cuts and stuff, but it's not, not in contention. And when you're almost 11,000, you need more than that. That's not to say I don't like him. I think we're, you know, it is what it is with him right now. He's got to be sharper. He's got to start making some putts. You look at him to Bryson. Yes, Bryson is killing it off the tee. Bryson's also on fire putting. Uh, and that's something I don't know what to really do with, how to reconcile. Like, is that a, is that a concern for you considering how well he's putted? Or do you think he can just continue to do that? I don't have the numbers in front of me to see exactly how good he's putting. I know he's just a good putter. Um, I'm sure he's running insanely hot with the putter and that's, pro and that's unsustainable. If it's more than like, a so I have it. if it's more than a stroke around, it's unsustainable. So here we go. Last five events. This is cumulative over the events. Travelers, he gained five rocket mortgage. He won and he gained 7.8. He lost two tenths of a stroke at Memorial and he was cut. He gained 10 strokes putting at St. Jude. And, that's then, he not gained, sustainable. and then he gained five at PGA. So four yeah. out of five weeks, he's gained five or more. Yeah. And I mean, he's just a good putter. I mean, he he's is. running hot. Um, and I tweeted this out a couple of weeks ago. He's going to be a hard player to peg because he plays like a high variant style of golf, right? He's, he's, he's challenging all of these holes, hitting driver where guys don't normally hit driver. And he's a really good putter and the irons are shaky. So it's like, if he hits some wayward drives, he's, not going to be in contention if the putter isn't working he's not going to be in tension the, the wedges aren't good but if it's all going he's going to be right there at the top so he plays like a high variant style with 
the, all the long drives, all the putting. And he's just going to be a hard guy to peg from week to week um, just because of the style of golf he plays. It's what, I mean, champ is actually a lot better than I thought, but this is like champ to the extreme. Like he crushes it off the tee. His irons in around the green are not even that good. And then he makes a lot of putts. If you, if you're leading, I mean, they talk about this Bryson. If you're leading the, an event off the tee and strokes gain putting, it's pretty hard to mess that up. It, it really is. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Because it's like, wow, he's flipping wedges. And even if the wedges aren't good, he, he hits it to 20 putt. feet, but then he's making the putt. So it's, yeah. But I think from week to week, and it's going to be dependent on the course a lot of times, whether the course allows 380 yard drives that are sometimes wayward. Is it going to punish those drives? Is it not? Is he going to be dialed in with the driver? Is he not? It's a lot of moving parts with him. I like it for GPPs, because, but I think you're going to see some really boomer bust weeks with him. Mm-hmm. And then last guy, I mean, like I said, this is not, I don't want to say this isn't where the money is made. It's just very hard to distinguish. But what do you make of DJ? He obviously was good at the PGA, but he also gained, you know, six, seven strokes putting there. Uh, do you go to him? I like the course for him, but I don't have really a strong take. Yeah, I mean, I like, you know, he's bounced back very nicely the last two events. Uh, good at St. Jude, uh, good at the PGA. And the short game was working, but the ball striking was decent too. I just think he's now he's more appropriately priced. I think it was... Yeah. You know, it was just really easy at the PGA Championship and at the St. Jude Classic. He was just he was just too, too cheap. Um, and now he's just appropriately priced. And I like DJ. Um, but, yeah, he's just he's at a price where, I, you know, I don't think there's value there. Um, if he plays well, obviously can win like any of these guys. But, yeah, not a not a target for me. Just such he was so appealing the last two events because of the price. But now he's he's priced back up. So I, I just, you know, I put him in the same boat as all these other guys. So for you. If you couldn't use Justin Thomas and you had to take a guy 10K or above, who would it be? I would probably just play Bryson just because I kind of, I like, you have to embrace that high variant style and just realize that sometimes you're going to get the bad weeks, but when he's on, he's going to be very on. He's going to make so many birdies and eagles. If for some reason he's not contending, he's going to outscore his, his placement anyway. So it would be him because um, I think he's probably been the second most consistent, even though he plays kind of a crazy man style. He's still been really good outside of one event. Fair enough. Um, How about you? I mean, it would be – I still – I'm going to go to Rory, obviously, more than you. Rory, JT, and then Bryson. But it's a perfect transition. I think you can easily start not with any of them and go into the nines. This is a deep, deep field. Win equity, yes, there's a lot up top, but there's a lot going down as well. So here we go. We've got Xander, Webb, Day, Cantlay, Brooks, and Reed. Uh, do you feel comfortable starting with one of these guys? And if so, who would it be? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think this has worked really well, especially in like the PGA Championship where you just uh, maybe foregoing a lot of the guys at, at the very top and then jamming in some of these secondary players who, like we've said before, 
you know, if Sanders on or Webb is on, they're, they're going to be right there. They're going to, it's not like they're overpowered by guys like JT or Rory. If, if they bring their a game, they're right there and you're getting a discount on them. Um, you know, I don't have a problem with Xander at 9,700. I really thought he was going to play poorly at the PGA the prior week at, uh, at TPC Southwind. I don't remember exactly what happened. He had a top 10, but the irons were atrocious. Um, and he lost like five strokes with the irons. And then he was chalky at the PGA. I was expecting him to just fall flat on his face. And of course he was good again. Um, so not really, I don't really have a problem with Xander. I think I would still be preferential to Webb at 9,500. I know the course fit isn't great. Last week was a perfect course fit. Um, and he played well, but I mean, he's just been so, so good. He, I know he has a couple of missed cuts since we've restarted. Um, but just, he gained 6.4 with the ball striking, uh, last week he just has some really good uh performances when he won at rbc you know the ball striking plus six plus eight in in a couple events we know the short game is good um i think he's consistent um i think he's safe but with upside i kind of like that um so not a not a web course he has one here but not wouldn't think it was a prototypical web course i guess it's not bermuda not bermuda Uh, not short but he does have a win here. I, I just like it. I like the consistency. Um, and he's got the upside and he's still, I think he's a, a value at 9,500. Xander is, you know, he defies logic for me. You mentioned he lost five on the approach at St. Jude. He kind of did that again at the PGA. It wasn't that bad, but he, he gained directly zero strokes on the approach. If you come in 10th, that's ridiculous when you don't gain anything with your irons. He ran a really pure with the short game. His driving has been fantastic as well, though. So keep that in mind. I have no problem with Webb. I, I still don't think it's a great course for him. I really like the lower nines. Cantley is not playing the best we've ever seen him, but this is a good course for him. He seems to always kind of steady, even when he doesn't bring the best. And the irons, they're not as crisp, but they're also not bleeding strokes. So think of the putter gets going on bent grass. He could be good. Patrick Reed's going to be popular. That's what I really wanted to ask you. He looked great last week. He's got the history here. Do you go to a chalky Patrick Reed, or do you just say, I'll let other people chase that, and I'll do Megamind Genius Brooks Kepka? Oh, we're definitely not not going to Brooks. <laughs> he was you so know, bad last week. Speed was the only one that made it out of that group. How pathetic is that? That's uh, yes. And then Speed was just god-awful. Yeah, he might have been worse than the guys who got cut. He's so broken. It's uh, not even Never funny. Again. I'm just – I don't know. Uh, Reed's not a guy that I would want to play when he's shocking. He was great last week. Gained nine with the ball striking. Gained two and a half at PGA. But I don't know. The, the ball striking is somewhat inconsistent with him, and it scares me when he's 9K and he's going to be popular. I, I can't believe you didn't mention Day, who I think is – maybe the best play there is at 9,300. Okay. I mean, he looks like he's completely back. Top 10s, four straight events. Uh, the first two events, ball striking was okay. The short game was good. Uh, then he gained 5.8 with the ball striking at the WGC where he was sixth. Then he gained 8.5 with the ball striking at the PGA uh, where he was fourth. I mean, so the ball striking is trending upwards where it's really good. We know the short game is good. Former, very elite player. 
I still think he's underpriced at 9,300. Great course history here. Top 25 in eight of his last 10. Three top 10s. He loves I, I, don't, I don't know what's not to like about him. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just, it's going to be a combination of, I rarely like to take guys that are starting to creep up in the price and are going to get the ownership boost too. Cause like he has great course history. He has great recent form, but this is not some bozo who is just now rising in the ranks. Like day is a world-class player. He could easily still belong, especially if he's healthy. And it seems like he is in the nines in majors and these type of events. So I get it there. I just, I like can't lay over, both of these guys, I think it's not to say I won't have Reed or Day because I I'm a big fan of both, but they're going to be very popular. And if I could take a discount, I will. Cantlay has just not done anything. No, but it's similar to Rory. I know that seems weird, but both of them, I look at the stats, and I honestly feel like they are playing better than they are showing. Not that they've been great. There's really nothing going on though. It's just been a little inefficient. They're not exploding putting. They're not dialed in with the irons. They're just, they're gaining a couple strokes tee to green. They're around zero with the putter. Uh, and they have, you know, 32nd, 35th, 43rd. That, that's what you get when you do that. I'll, I'll take the guy that's finished in the top 10 the last four events. Fair. I don't know. If Brooks coffins both of us, that would be fitting. That's how, that's how things have been going, honestly. So, I mean, I will say, I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on him, but Brooks's irons are fine. It's everything else. Yeah, boy, I don't know. It's I, I would have to do a super deep dive into the into the old numbers. Um, it's not. He's just not doing anything of it, value outside caring. of gaining. I, I think one of the things he's not doing is caring, and that that might be that a could problem be problematic. <laughs> um, one point one five x over on Super Draft. I don't mind that, but DJ is also at that multiplier. I'd rather go there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I can't get there. Can't lay, and then I'll go chalk with Day and Reed for the nines. And I think your your Day, Web and Reed. Day and Web. No, nah, we're not. We're not getting to Reed now. We're just gonna, okay. Wow. Full fade. Don't hate. It's better than Burger. Uh, Burger kicks us off though at eighty nine hundred. There's a lot of guys here, including Tiger. Um, I, I'll open it up. What do you want to do with the – this could be your third man in. It could be your second man in. I don't think you want to start here. What do you do with the eights? I really like Finau at 88. That's not good. Very weird to look at his numbers over the last four events. Um, three of them were off the charts. And one of them was horrific mixed in there. And I'm not really sure what to make of that besides that we're just going to throw out uh, the WGC where he was T65 and lost seven strokes with the ball striking. Um, But he was fourth at the PGA plus 10.7, third at the 3M plus 11. Those are just obscene numbers. Um, And eighth at Memorial plus 6.5 with the ball striking. So three of the four have just been like off the charts. and the one at TPC Southwind was really bad. And I'm not sure what to make of that, but um, I, I can't really ignore the, the ball striking out of him at 8,800. I still think um, it's a decent price for him. He's just a guy. I don't know. He plays better in strong fields th- than he does in some of these weak events where he's like 10 K. And I know 8,800 is not as cheap as sometimes we see him in majors where he's maybe in the low eights. Um, 
but I still think there's some value here. And these are the type of events that he's really played well at. Um, so yeah, I, I like Fino a lot. He, he checks out. I think, you know, he should fit this course. Well, the numbers are, imp- I mean, you're not going to see examples of a guy gaining 10 strokes with the irons, then losing eight and then gaining eight in back to back to back weeks. That doesn't make sense. I don't know what happened in Memphis. Maybe bad barbecue or something. Yeah, it happens. Um, what do you do with Tiger? I, I don't think he's – Norm, I'd say he's unplayable. I think he's very playable here. Kind of – you have more room for him to just make a cut and kind of coast to a lesser extent. 8,700, that's a pretty reasonable tag. Yeah, not bad. Um, struck it okay at the PGA, didn't putt, uh, and, and struck it good at Memorial – you know, T37, T40, I I don't know. I mean, he seems like if he's on, you know, since he's come back, you know, we saw it at, was it Zoizo that he won? Yeah, Zoizo. Zoizo and the Masters, like when he gets into contention, then he's got another gear uh, and and he wins. And But we've kind of seen a lot of events where he just kind of doesn't kill you, but just flounders around. I don't know. I, I don't love it at 8,700. I'm not totally against it. I think Fino is a better play. I think maybe some of the guys in the low, I don't know. Maybe some of the guys in the low eights aren't. This is not a very good range, good range for me. I, I, I think it's Fino, to be honest with you. I think he's the easiest guy here. Hideki, we've just like more of the same with him at 8,600. It's just literally, it's like a broken record. It is. Every week. It, it, if he's at a price where T20, and it's hilarious because I look at his four of his last five, T22, T20, T22, T21. So if he's at a price where a T20 is going to be uh, plus EV or get value, return value, then you play him. If he's not at a price where a T20 is going to help you, then you, then you don't play him. And, and I don't think at 8,600, I, I don't think I want to sign up for a T20. You know how many times during that little stretch that I bet Hideki top 20 only to lose on the number? Um it, this has been, I mean, one of the themes for me with the restart. I, It's really tough, and I'm trying to work around it. Hideki is not playing terrible. No. He has shown signs. And seemingly when there is a weakness to his game, it corrects. But then something else goes away. Like, he finally had a killer short game at the PGA, and he lost with the irons. Before that, it was... Typical Decky gained nine strokes T to green and can't do anything with the putter. There's been a, a couple guys like that, and it's very difficult to to do because it's not just saying like, well, you know what you're getting with Decky. I really don't, and it's hard to reconcile those statistics. Yeah, he get the finish is the same, but he doesn't get there in the same fashion every week. Yeah. So, okay, one of the things I wasn't really paying attention because you know, Jim Herman and the gang had it on control. But one thing I did notice was that Tommy Fleetwood was playing Shinnecock or something on Sunday, ungodly bad. He lost six strokes on the approach last week. His restart's been bad. Do you have any interest with him? Adam Scott is there, low 8K range. Yeah, Fleetwood's irons have been abysmal. I think he's lost 11 strokes on approach in the last two events because he was equally as bad as St. Jude. Um, Something's very wrong there. So, no, I do not like Fleetwood at 8,300. If I had to go back – or if I had to go into this range, I guess it would be Adam Scott, who was okay at the PGA, T-37, 
T22 looks good on paper. The ball striking was right around even, but he had not played um, in, until, until the PGA Championship. So he got in four rounds under his belt, knocked the rest off. Great course history here. I don't mind Adam Scott. Just not super excited to play him, but if I had to go, you know, in the mid to low eight range, it would be him. Yeah, avoiding Fleetwood like the plague. I don't know what's going on with uh, with those irons. It's again, there's a lot of guys like this. So I'm going to give you one more. Hovland, absolutely inferno tee to green. Now that's all. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gone, but he gained five strokes putting at the PGA. What, like that entices me because if he ever could put that together, it's over. I like him as a bet. I'm not sure I'm there on DraftKings and Superdraft and on daily in general. I think someone's done a study on like loss aversion putting and the fact that if the putt, like identical putts for par and birdie, they're way more likely to make the par putt. I, I feel like I've read this and maybe really? in that, I don't know what it is. It's like a psychological thing. Um, and I swear to God, that explains some of these guys when they're awful with the ball striking or when they're good with the ball striking, they can never make a putt. And then the only time they putt is when they're awful and they're having to like scramble. I don't know. Total. That could be, I could have just totally made that up, but I swear. It sounds that, reasonable. I mean, there's a study out there somewhere. Rom, not that he's damn good and he makes plenty of birdies, but there's nobody in the world that I would rather have for a 10 footer for par specifically when that guy every time center cut because he could literally have an aneurysm <laughs> die on the course if he, if he, he does not make like his lit like literally his life is in jeopardy if he I respect that <laughs> it's like web with the 70 footers but that's neither here nor there um all right then you got Scheffler we can round it out actually there is a couple so we have three Three, we talked about Fleetwood, but three more Englishmen right at the bottom here. Fitzy, these are wildly different players. Fitzy, Rose, and Hatton. Do you have the balls to go back to Justin Rose? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you might. Because I just think long-term, this is here the right AK. Justin Rose at AK. I really do. I think it maybe it doesn't work out this week, but <laughs> over a thousand, you, you play this event a thousand times, and if you play Justin Rose at AK, you're going to come out ahead. I would guarantee it. I mean, he was not good last week. It's been very hard to figure out what we're getting from him. Started off the restart at Colonial at RBC. He was great. Then he missed three cuts, and he was awful. Then he went to the PGA, and he was good. He had a top 10. And then he was awful at Wyndham. But I just think I think long-term, this is, this is the right play to play him at AK. I think Hatton is also intriguing at AK. The ball striking was great at the PGA. Um, and the putting was gone. The putting was gone. And before that, the putting was great. And the ball striking wasn't there. Um, I think he's come back down to earth as far as the price goes. You know, we saw him was like all-time high at, what was it, the WGC where he's like 9,700 or something ridiculous. And I think I probably played him and he was bad. <laughs> um, but I think the price is appropriate. And if you look back, 
you know, I don't want to go back before the restart, but he was awesome. He won Bay Hill. He was awesome at the WGC Mexico and the ball striking was great there. So it's like, he's gone all over the place with good ball striking, good putting. He could put it all together. And, and I, I think he's a fine play at AK. I'd prefer Rose though. Rose is a much classier golfer. Oh, but he that doesn't class. blame a, a spike mark for every missed cut either. That drives me crazy with that. Especially because you can tap him down now. Like dude, maybe, dude, it, it, if there weren't spike marks, he would make every putt. So the thing I'll say about Rose, it just shows how you can frame information. Like if you don't want to play Rose, you can you can look just post restart and say the guy's made three out of seven cuts. Like that's horrendous. Um, like why am I going to take a guy like that? If you want to play him, and I'm more and with you than against you here, you can look and you can say the guy's got three top 15s at a seven events play. Like when he makes the cut, he's been cashing you in. So yes, there's a lot of risk, but it's not like he's making cuts and coming. Like I would rather have my guy have a third, ninth, and 14th and four missed cuts than seven straight 40ths. What good is that? Like give me the boom bust and I'll go with Rose as well. 100%. And I I think sometimes we get caught in a trap of of going to guys for consistency. It's like, oh, look, he's made six straight cuts. The guys that make every cut, they have better stats. It's like, oh, look, his his approach numbers are good. His off the tee numbers are good. And this, you know, Siwoo Kim's uh, approach numbers and off the tee numbers are terrible. But it's like when he's on, he's on. And, and, And I think sometimes we get lulled to sleep by consistency. And really, the the guys that are boomer bust are the guys that we should be playing. And Rose, he's boomer bust in the sense of this in the last ten weeks. We don't know what we're getting out of him, but over ten years, he's probably one of the most consistent guys in the field. Yeah. And listen again, it's that same concept of you're going to have to embrace that. I, I had another thought, and I totally forgot it, so I'm just going to go with embrace the risk with Rosie uh, and. and he's in a range where you can get away with it. The ownership won't be there. I'm not saying like, if you're talking, I I want a guy who's going to make a cut and I love the rest of my team. I wouldn't put Rose as the last man in, but if you're saying I want to add some win equity and I want to add a guy that's shown he can get in the mix, uh, sign me up. So boy, another one Pair him up with the next guy on the board. Um, and you just, just just jam him and Fowler in together. They're like exactly the same plays, in my opinion. Rick A. All right. What, what do you think? Uh, so I'm glad <laughs> it depends where you look. I'm glad that you're talking about Ricky because one of the things I was looking at was Billy Ho on top of Ricky at 7,900. And I was saying, if, you, if you're pairing him with Billy Ho, I give up. Um, we never, never play Billy Herschel. Ever. Ever. We just lose. I'll, I'll lose every week. Him and him and well, Harris English might actually be an okay play this week. But. Harris English last week, just listen, Harris English was great, but he, this is what we did talk about. He came in like 20th and he was 9,300. That's not, it's not killing you. Is that winning anything? Not really. No, it's definitely not. Like that's not exactly what we do. Now, Ricky, he missed a six-inch putt the last time we saw him en route to another miscut. This is the 7K range. These are your, you know, we're getting into some decent multipliers, the 1.2, the 1.3X over on Superdraft. Let's get to it. Are you, because I don't want to be the one to say it, are you going to go to Ricky? I mean, in theory, he likes this course. He's won here. Or are you just like, this guy's all over the map? 
he is all over the map, but he, he's literally we, everything we said about Rose. You can go back and say about Ricky. Um, he hasn't quite had, you know, some of the good performances. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's a hundred dollars. The cutter comes in 40th, but I know what you're saying. But I mean, 7,900, it's the same thing. If you played this tournament a thousand times and you played Fowler a thousand times, you're going to come out ahead. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's just too good. This is a crazy price. I mean, below 8K for Fowler, you know, I mean, I, he was he was good at the WGC. I mean, he was T15. The ball striking was okay. Kind of a typical Fowler well-rounded performance, plus 1.8 with the ball striking. Positive he imploded short. on Sunday, don't forget. Like, he could have – he imploded on Sunday, don't yeah, forget. Yeah, he did implode on Sunday. Um, so it's like, we're not that far removed from a decent performance. Um, he, he missed the six inch putt, you know, missed tap in. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a good play and I think Rose is a good play. And I think those two guys are going to be scary, but I think there's a lot of value there. Um, it's going to give you a lot of win equity. It's going to give you a lot of long-term form guys for cheap. I, I like both of them. It's really just a question. And again, I'm not going to say what the right or wrong answer is. Cause if I knew I would be a lot smarter than I am. If you don't want to go to these guys, then you have to assume that they're just not their long-term form. Like if you look at Brendan Todd, he's an easy example, his long-term form, you're going to have data in there that would say never, ever under any circumstance, play this guy. It's pretty clear that that's bad data. Now he's shown he's over some of the things that plagued him. This is obviously a much more gray example, but like if you look at Rose and Ricky, long term, these are obvious misprices if you think they're as good as they were. Like that's just a given. The question is, do you think that or are they really struggling to the point that they're not the same player? And speed, you could put speed in there too, honestly. But I think he's not the same player though. That's the answer for me. Yeah, he's definitely not the same player. But I think with speed, it's like, you look at the numbers and they're awful every week. That's um, why I don't, it, he's had his chances and it's not, it's not working here. Right. But it's not like, Oh, he's been hit or miss or like all oh, the ball striking's good this week. Miss. No, it's bad every week for like 18 months straight where Rose and Fowler, I mean, it's up and down. Um, have they been as good as historically they've been? No, but you can see some things in the numbers where it's like, yeah, they're not that far off. I mean, if I looked and Rose or Fowler, it was just like negative every single event, then I would have no, you know, it's not just like a name thing. Like, oh, it's a good name for 7,900. There's reasons to play. And the numbers, there, there, there's some positives in those numbers. Whereas speed, I mean, not to pile on, there just hasn't been anything positive for a very long time. For a very long time. Talk about a couple other names. And then we, you know, open it up to the full sevens. We've got Woodland right there. Answer is back. You know, he decided not to play last week. Kisner, Harris English, like where do you go here if you don't take the big name players who were more risk reward? I mean, I think I'd go back to Kisner at 7,600. Um, you know, one of the things that scares me though this week about a lot of these guys is, is I think last week there was like a definite course fit, the short Bermuda, it was a weak field. And we saw a lot of guys excel at that. And, and Kisner is one of them. Now we get him on a different green type and a stronger field. And I, and I hope uh, that everything carries over, but he was great. You know, he gained 8.5 with the ball striking and we know he's a good putter. Um, and, and that was two good events in a row. Uh, he gained almost five strokes with the ball striking at the PGA championship. 
Um, I, I just like him. I think 7,600, you know, he's right there with Harris English, but I just, I think Kisner just has the upside. You know, English has been playing consistent, but like you said, I, I will take a little bit more of a boomer bust. I think Kisner is, you know, even the even though the odds are similar, I think, in my opinion, Kisner far more likely winner of this event than Harris English is. Um, I, I just like the way that he plays. I just hope, and, and, th- and this is true for some of the cheaper guys too, you know, a good performance last week and then a good performance this week, kind of two different things in a much stronger field and a different type of course. That's the only, that's the only totally difference. Um, do you not like answer or you just kind of prefer those other guys? Cause he's someone he's going to gain strokes off the tee. I actually think the numbers have been pretty good. Uh, and this is a better course than we've seen where he's actually played well at Heritage Travelers, Charles Schwab. I like him here more than those places. I mean, he came out, if you're looking at the numbers since the restart, they're great. But Colonial was really good. RBC was like an all-time historic <laughs> that was performance. New and then Travelers was good. But then after that, it was like negative six at Memorial plus two at the WGC, plus 3.8 at PGA. And I mean, th- those are good, plus, t- plus two and plus 3.8. That's, that's not terrible. Um, but I don't know. It's just not, I mean, not as hot fire as he was to start the season. So it's fallen off. Now he's kind of a little bit more, you know, just he's, he's hitting it okay. I, you know, for me, no. I think there's other guys in this range I'd rather play. I mean, M is interesting. I'm not, I've never been a big M guy, but he looked like he had it back last week if he is truly back then he's underpriced at 7700 but that could just be another product of a weak field uh i don't know what what are your thoughts do you do you you're gonna see people want to go to guys that played well last week whether it's mark hubbard denny mccarthy whoever it is but it's like boy this is like quite the step up from last week are you kidding yeah to me those are the can they keep it going? Guys, you X off, right? Yeah, I, I don't do that. Like this is you're it's such a product of where you're playing and who you're playing uh against. I to me, this is like a major. I know it's not as important, but the big names are here, and you just it's very hard for guys like that to keep it going. Maybe a couple of them do, but in general, they have to fill up the leaderboard because none of these guys were there. Literally, none of the people we've talked about played last week. Sands a couple. Um, all right. HV3, Leishman, your boy Doc Redman, Henley. Like, these are the names we start getting to in the lower sevens. Is there someone, Neiman, who was not great last week? Uh, what do we do here? We just keep firing up Russell Henley. Russell Henley. Every just, single week. He um, was great last week for a He change. was great. Uh, just uh, if he could have done something – uh, and I guess Thursday was his was his worst round. But, yeah. Um, I mean, he's third on tour in strokes gain approach. Uh, the irons have just stayed hot all year. Um, he has a second here. This doesn't seem like a typical Russell Henley course, but he does have a second here. Um, but yeah, he was ninth last week, gained six point two. Um, he gained seven point one with the approach at the PGA. Um, he gains. 8.9 with the ball striking at the workday, gained 10 with the ball striking at Travelers. Historically a good putter, um, more of a Bermuda guy. But, I mean, I, I just think it, it's been really, really good. The numbers have been great, um, and I think 7,300 is still a good price for him, uh, even in this strong field. Uh, yeah, I'm going to fire him right back up. 
respect that. Yeah. yeah. It, listen, like, I think this is where again it, it's it's lineup specific. You're gonna have like Leishman, wild card. Uh, he likes strong fields. He can compete. The form is blah. Uh, you've got Neiman, good scorer. I don't mind that if it's calm conditions. Bubba is down here. Do you think that you can go there if you want to go like? Say you pair him up with like Bryson and Champ and those types go really aggressive off the tee, super yeah. aggressive. I mean, I've played a fair amount of Bubba, um, and the, the you know the ball striking numbers haven't been bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you could get there at this course, especially uh, somewhat limited field, one twenty five, a little bit easier to get six of six through. Um, I don't have a problem. I, I don't think I'll be playing him, but. Um, there's worse plays on the board. Chat wants to know if you're playing Phil. No. Okay. I, I missed my chance at the WGC uh, when I touted him and then didn't play him. Uh, so, no, I'm not playing Phil. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get there. There's just too many other names. I, I'd rather take shots with Neiman. I think Neiman's a good play at 7,200. Um, good score. He's a good scorer. The numbers have been good every event, even in the missed cuts um, or missed cut. I think he only missed one cut. Um, but, I mean, he's going to gain. And I just think um, – I think there's some upside there. To me, it's insane. Like, people are going to play Grio at 7K. When Neiman is, like, the same player but just so much more upside. Um I think he's more consistent than Grio. I think he's got uh, – he, he's just a better player. He's like a much better version of Grio um, and actually a player that I think long-term could be great. I, I couldn't imagine playing Grio at 7K in this field. Oh, oh, let's not unfairly label people. Um, I said I, I actually deleted a tweet where I said you were brain dead if you played him, and then I thought that was a little harsh, so I deleted it. Yeah, it's going to be – if he's really popular for some reason and I've seen some possibilities that that could be the case, I don't really get it. It is like, yes, he's striking it a little better. His putter isn't completely broken. But what is he really going to give you in a field like this? I, Neiman, if you get the good side of Neiman, he can explode and just go nuts. Well, yeah. Well, wouldn't you agree that Neiman's just a way better version of Grio? Yeah, think, but Grio, I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't see them similar just because Grio's. It, you, I, I, let me ask you this: Who would you give the iron advantage to? You think it's close? Because like Grio just can't do anything else, but I still trust his irons over Neiman's. Yeah, probably. Um, I looked up something and it was quite alarming on Grio. In, it's in all 20, alarming. In twenty nineteen, the entire year, he had one top ten. And in, in 2020, he has three top tens, and two of them came in the alternate events, the Barracuda and what was the – I don't even remember what the other what, one was. Punta Cana or something? Yeah, something like that. And the other one was the 3M. So he basically has top tens in, like, the three worst fields he's played in. And last year he had one top ten the entire year. Um, yeah, I mean, A, that just shows when I can't physically play him, he plays better. Two, Grio oh, Barracuda. Barracuda was he? Oh, Barracuda. Stable for scoring is more his speed. He yeah. hasn't gained more than two strokes putting in an event since 2018. 
Yeah, to really off. have upside, you probably need to gain a couple. Like gaining two strokes putting is a fine week's worth, but that's not alarming. Like Danny McCarthy does that every week. I'm not exaggerating. Literally every week. Danny he hasn't done fine. it in two years. Did I say Barracuda twice? I think yeah. I said one was the Barracuda, and then I thought about it for like a minute, and then I said the other was the Barracuda. If I did that, I'm an idiot. So what does that make me? Because I said, yeah, that's the other one. <laughs> um, so that can't be good. That really, really can't be good. But the last thing, and then we'll get into the cheapies. You said you you were going to go back to Justin Rose. Will you go back to Ryan Moore? No, absolutely not. Because he should not be trusted. And we were, we were dumb to trust him. Bad chalk. I think of all, of all the mistakes I made last week, that was by far the one I was most upset with myself about. Like I, you know, some of the chalk up top, I never would have got to, and I can live with that. Ryan Moore at like 50% in some fields, I should have deviated. Uh, no. I, I might, Fratelli is interesting to me just because he, he didn't quite strike it as good even though he was T20 last week, gained three. But the last three events, like plus six, plus six, plus three with the ball striking, it's been really good. Um, I wouldn't mind him at 7K. I'd play him before Grillo. But still, I think Neiman's is better than both of those guys. Fair enough. And listen, there's there's going to be a lot of guys. This is a strong field, as we talked about. If we don't get to them tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern, me and Jason Roslin chat, you know the drill. We'll be taking questions from you guys going basically through the entire field with lineup construction. Let's get to the 6K, the cheapies, the big time multipliers over on Superdraft. But before I do, a couple things. As Nightbot has already told you, we've got a couple things going on. We've got an, a weekly NBA pass for only $8.24, a little Kobe thing, promo code Mamba. So if you want to get in the playoffs, those guys got a couple shows a day, Alex's projections, ownership. Great time to do it. We also have a season long and best ball fantasy football package at awesome.com for only $29.95. They've put in a ton of work. The season, it feels like, oh, well, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you really do because the season starts in like three weeks. So time is now. Hop on in. Really good stuff there. I'm going to be doing some more football shows. We've got some preview shows coming out. Stay tuned for those. But let's get to the business here. It's not terrible. It's not good, though. Even for, a, you know, the FedEx Cup, and this is a top 125. I don't know. I didn't see a lot down here. Kevin, nah, you got there, There's really only, like, 70 good golfers in the world. Yeah, and 20 <laughs> of them are in Europe, so now you got 50. <laughs> Peters. Peters is the favorite over in Europe. We don't need to go there, though. And, and Sam, tangent, I never thought we got to. Sam Horsfield is winning everything over there. I don't know if you've been paying attention. Remember no, that guy? Not really. I've, I've paid very little attention to Euro, especially when like zero, the good Euro guys are even over there. Sam but. Horsfield. He's won two out of three. Kid well, yeah, not. but it's like winning the John Deere Classic and the Barracuda or something. Yeah, right? so he's as good as ZJ, that means. So you come on over. Um, all right, what do we do here? Like you mentioned, this is where you're going to find names that have either – beat up on weak fields or are good players who just like don't really have it like Snedeker lately yeah I mean it's tough if you're you're gonna look at results and stats and you're gonna see some guys that have done some damage against really bad fields um I'm drawn again to Sam Burns um but he's like a great example of this you know he's 13th at the Wyndham uh, missed the cut at the Barracuda, but he's 32nd at the 3M, 17th at the Workday. All those made cuts, 
the off the tee, the, the approach game, really, really good. Um, he's long off the tee. He can putt. He can score. Uh, preferential to Bermuda. But, yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I like him at 6,900. But, again, it's like a big step up in class. He's done a lot of damage on easy courses and weak fields. Um, but I do. I think this week it's not a major. I think I'm still preferential to maybe the guys that have played well, accumulated good stats, even against bad fields, than some of these guys like Sneds that um, just haven't done anything. I don't know. It's not, it's not a major. It's not going to play difficult. I think the harder it plays, the more likely I am to go to – long-term form guys oh, absolutely um if it's just going to be like a grind it out and especially if um there's a lot of pressure like there is in a major and i mean there's pressure in a in a playoff event but it's like i don't know i don't feel it like these guys are really going to be feeling it coming down the stretch on sunday like they would if this was a u.s open or something so no. yeah i think i guess i'm more preferential to these guys like burns but yeah i, I like him at 6900 i'm a firm believer that the difference between the very best players and some of the middling guys on tour is their ability to limit the damage and not score. And that's why at tougher events, you see the cream rise to the top more often. Like if it's a pure shootout, I think these guys could compete every week against the best. It's just, they can make triples where these other guys can save bogey. And that's the difference. Now you're a big ball striking guy. Chat knows this. I know this. Have you ever seen two weeks like Luke list has had here? I don't know no, if I've ever remembered seeing he's lost. I think he's lost almost 15 strokes putting in the last two events, 7.5 and 7.7. So 15.2 strokes putting in the last two events. He's gained basically that tee to green to balance it out. I'm, I'm going to play him. <laughs> I'm playing him. I don't care. Um, he's 6,700, but prior to that, it wasn't awful. I mean, it's like all of a sudden, I mean, I don't know. A memorial? I, I don't know what. I guess I don't have his putting numbers. No, it was fine. It was yeah. positive. Um, yeah. So like yeah. he was T10 at Memorial. Then the ball striking was really good. He was T32 at the 3M. The ball striking was okay. In the last two weeks, it's just been um, awful. But I, 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 I think I'm gonna go there at, at 6,700. There's obviously there's a ton of risk there, um, but boy. He can't, oh. he can't be that bad three weeks in a row. A guy had a, a really, it was, I thought it was a hysterical reply to one of my tweets. And he's like, uh, ah, yes, the fine line between upside and the full blown putting yips, which is like, I feel like what we have with list this week. Like, we're not quite sure if, it's, if it's just like, he's a, a good week away from blowing up or we're just, he's totally lost on the greens. Uh, but I'm willing to take a chance and, and find out. A uh, uh, ton of risk involved, so um, tread lightly, but um, I'm going there. It's crazy to say this, considering he came in 66th and 50th. He has struck it in the last two weeks good enough to win these events, win them. No one even knows he was in them because he was not even close. This is, and this guy's been on tour, his two worst putting events ever, ever, back to back. I don't know what to make of that. I'm not going to lie. Maybe it's just a weird coincidence. I, I don't know how you don't at least look to him. If he loses a couple strokes putting, that's he's gaining five strokes on what he's been doing. Like If he strikes it like this, we've seen the floor. It, the putting literally can't get worse. It's possible. Yeah, and he's 
made the cut at least that's what i'm saying this is the four <laughs> it's like yeah it, it's like he's at least you're getting four rounds out of him no matter how bad he puts um after the paul casey at pga debacle i will literally go down in flames with the ship dead you gotta hold on sometimes before before i jump off um <laughs> not that i've played list but uh, the numbers are just way too good and we saw it with Casey. And now this it's a completely different example. Casey's a really good player, uh, and that was a major. But I think you can take some things from it. I mean, the shit turns around week to week. I mean, it's just he, he could, like you said, he could be just even with the putter, and he's probably going to be in the top 15. So, yeah, 6,700, I'm playing him. Doesn't feel Fair good. enough. Um, last couple. Like I said, I don't think you need to dip this slow, and we'll get into the egregious guys tomorrow. You've got Keegan, Bud Cauley looked better. I didn't play him last week. Obviously showed up. Uh, chat wants to know Scott Stallings. What, do you have any other names you want to throw out of here before we get out of here? Just keep playing the same obvious guy down here every single week. And who Henrik Norlander. Pick? Just keep playing Norlander. No. Okay. I mean, I don't love Norlander. Um, <laughs> Just keep doing it, but I'm not super on board with it. I'm just kidding. I'm uh, just kidding. He, he is totally, his irons, man. They're great. He totally skipped over him. I mean, he's been positive every single event. I, I got him in Neiman makes up. He was the guy. He's missed one cut, and even in that missed cut, he was great with the ball striking. You know, it's been up and down, but even the down weeks, the ball striking has been positive. Uh, I definitely think you can play him at 6,600. It doesn't feel good um list yeah just if you want to have some balls you play list if you're you know want to strap on teams. nine condoms you play henrik norlander um other guy i guess dead the the last like the cheapest guy i would consider um and this is another guy kind of in the sam burns of beating up on good fields but it'd be cam davis at 6300 uh t15 t32 t12 his last three starts ball striking has been good um so the numbers are good for him I don't love him, but uh, he was kind of the cheapest guy that caught my eye in this field. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't really want to get to – like someone like Adam Shank, he's making cuts, but I don't know in a field like this how much damage he can do. Yeah. Uh, and that's The problem what, with Shank uh, – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. The no. problem with Shank is he's been playing these terrible events and he still can't get inside like the yeah, top it's like 40th. 30th. Right, so – I mean, and he's hitting the ball. He was hitting last week, not so much, but he's been playing good and he can't crack the top 30 in a terrible event. So I don't know what he's going to do this week. Yeah, that's where it gets tricky. Uh, you know what? Like I said, it's a good event. We're going to be digging into it as we get to tomorrow and certainly as Locke approaches Thursday morning. That'll do it for us. Chat, I know there's a lot going on with playoffs. The Bucks are very sluggish right now, but we appreciate you guys sticking with us. Hit the like button. We need all those likes as we get on out of here. And again, tomorrow, 8.30 Eastern, me and Jason Roslin will get those questions answered. Follow us both on Twitter. Harass Tim. Say good things to me. You guys know the drill. Good luck, everyone. We will be back same time, same place for the next leg of the, I almost said triple crown, of the FedEx Cup playoffs.